0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your Gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. In the evening of that same day, the first day of the week, the doors were closed in the room where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them. He said to them, Peace be with you, and showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were filled with joy when they saw the Lord, and he said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so am I sending you. After saying this, he breathed at them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. And for those whose sins you forgive, they are forgiven. For those whose sins you retain, they are retained. Thomas called the twin who was one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. When the disciples said, We have seen the Lord, he answered, Unless I see the holes that the nails made in his hands, and can put my finger into the holes they made, and unless I can put my hand into his side, I refuse to believe. Eight days later, the disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. The doors were closed, but Jesus came in and stood among them. Peace be with you, he said. Then he spoke to Thomas Put your finger here. Look, here are my hands. Give me your hand, put it into my side. Doubt no longer, but believe. Thomas replied, My Lord, And my God. Jesus said to him, You believe because you can see me. Happy are those who have not seen and yet believe. There were many other signs that Jesus worked and the disciples saw, but they are not recorded in this book. These are recorded so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing this, you may have life through his name. The Gospel. our story provides us with a paradoxical contrast closed doors but open wounds how we wish it was the other way around the idea of closed doors suggests that it is a done deal that there is no longer any room for negotiation that time has run out in the synoptic gospels we have the parable of the ten bridesmaids five wise and the remaining foolish with the latter being turned out of the party because of their folly and lack of preparation. When they returned from their shopping trip, they were confronted with the painful reality of closed doors. They were too late, and judgment has already been delivered. We can imagine a similar scenario in today's passage. The disciples of the Lord could only live with regret. The regret of following a man who could have been the messianic king, The regret of not following him to the very end. The regret of turning their backs on him with one denying him and the other betraying him. The closed doors symbolized their predicament. They had closed the doors of their hearts to their master and now they deserved to have God closed his doors of mercy on them. Or at least this is what they thought. Despite the doors of the upper room and their hearts were shut and locked, the Lord Jesus came in anyway. The stone which blocked the tomb could not keep him in, neither could these flimsy wooden doors keep him out. That is the power of the divine mercy. Several things happened on this day. Our Lord breathed the Holy Spirit onto his disciples and offered them the gift of peace which the world cannot give. Our Lord offered them pardon and mercy for their betrayal courage in place of their fear, peace to their troubled hearts, and the Holy Spirit the advocate to be their forever companion. But there was one more thing he offered them on this day. He offered them the gift of his wounds, the one thing which would have shamed them to their core, because these were the most condemning evidence of their lack of commitment and cowardly betrayal. Christ came to these disciples with his open wounds. He could have concealed them under layers of clothing, he could have cauterized and healed them without leaving any trace of a scar, but he left them visible and open. The glorified Lord carried the marks of his passion. His resurrection did not obliterate these signs of his great act of self-sacrifice. This is because the wounds of his crucifixion are the means by which we are saved. In the words of the prophet Isaiah, whereas he was being wounded for our rebellions, crushed because of our guilt, the punishment reconciling us fell on him, and we we have been healed by his bruises isaiah chapter fifty three verse five We cannot know who Jesus is without seeing his wounds. We cannot understand Jesus without understanding the significance of his wounds. His identity is tied to his passion and death. And his wounds are the marks by which humanity is reconciled to God. His wounds are a testimony to the mercy of God towards humanity. A mercy beyond our comprehension. You have to see it to believe it. Those wounds on the body of the glorified and risen Lord teach us several things. First, they show that this Jesus is not a ghost but a real flesh and blood person. Second, they serve as a powerful reminder of the great love of God for us, a love so great that in Christ, God died so that our sins might be forgiven. Third, those wounds illustrate the continuity between the earthly life and ministry of Jesus and his eternal life as the high priest by which he lives to make continual intercession for us before his Heavenly Father. It is not by accident that St. Thomas comes to faith, not by simply seeing an apparition of Jesus, but only after being instructed to pay heed to those sacred wounds which are not scars of defeat and ignominy, but as the medieval mystic Julian of Norwich puts it, noble tokens of victory and love. This is why medieval art will show Christ at the Last Judgment, showing us once again those sacred wounds. What purpose do they serve? When we meet Christ face to face on Judgment Day, He will look just as He did during the first Easter season. We will behold Him in glory, but a glory that still teaches us the price of sin. Seeing His wounds on that day will bring us to the full awareness or what our sins have done and this will either move us into loving gratitude ex- as expressed by all the saints at heaven or to utter shame and unrepentant guilt in the fires of hell. No one can stay neutral in the face of these wounds. We will either experience mercy and forgiveness or be condemned to despair by our shame and guilt. But our Lord's wounds are not confined to the visible parts of his body his hands and feet and his side, which would have necessitated the lifting of his tunic. The biggest wound is the wound to his heart. In his account of the crucifixion, St. John, alone among the evangelists, tells us, One of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once there came out blood and water. This was a pivotal moment of revelation for St. John. The wound at his side was not a superficial flesh wound the spear penetrated deep into the very core of our Lord, his heart. What we can only imagine with our mind's eye is now made visible in the iconic image of the divine mercy. The image opens a mystical door into the inner core of his being, allowing us a peek into what remains a mystery. It shows us the pierced heart of the Lord, from which the streams of red and white light flow representing the blood and water which the evangelists saw. This is the grace of salvation flowing upon humanity. The piercing of the heart was the means by which the floodgates of mercy will open upon a sinful, broken, and suffering humanity. The piercing of our Lord's heart gave us two foundational sacraments, which made the Church and makes us members of the Church, baptism and the Eucharist. Devotion to the holy image of the Divine Mercy, as our Lord communicated to St. Faustina, is not just confined to his handsome and beautiful visage. It is also an invitation to gaze upon his wounds, both visible and hidden. Contemplating the wounds of Jesus can move cold and obstinate hearts. It can bring about conversion. It can open doors that are sealed shut by your obstinacy. It can heal wounds that have been opened by our sins and the sins of others. As the Lord said to Thomas, he says to us, Put your hands into the holes that the nails have made. These holes are the wounds by which we are saved. These holes are the wounds by which we are healed. These holes are the means by which my divine mercy will be poured forth upon humanity. Don't be afraid to touch these wounds and believe." Touch these wounds and be moved. Touch these wounds and hear our Lord's accompanying words. Peace be with you. Your sins are forgiven. I am sending you. Touch these wounds and like Thomas, bow in adoration while professing, My Lord and my God, I trust in you. In the name of the Father,